Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey everyone, Talia here. I'm just recording this on a phone uh, in between rehearsals, so please forgive the bad audio. I just wanted to jump in here before the episode today to say on behalf of the General Queries team that we are deeply saddened and shocked by the events at Christchurch last week and that we extend our thoughts and prayers to the families of the victims and the victims themselves. On the Facebook page and also in our show notes today, we have included links to fundraisers dedicated to helping the victims. If you can help them out in their time of crisis, it would be greatly appreciated both by us and by them. I hope everyone is taking care of themselves today, especially in the wake of this news. Um, Remember to reach out if you are struggling. Your existence matters. You matter. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm just going to jump in here quickly before the beginning of the episode um, to give you a little small content warning. Um, We do talk a little bit about uh, sexual assault and the Me Too movement uh, in this episode, but the rest of it is all just low chill music vibes. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Have a lovely day. We would like to acknowledge the Turrbal and Yagara peoples as the traditional owners of these lands where we now stand, recognizing that these have always been places of meeting and sharing. We'd also like to pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. everyone and welcome back to general queries a podcast about the brisbane queer scene i'm your host talia um fortunately um i don't have my host megan uh with me today the official word is um she's actually in the maldives swimming with the dolphins and good lord i wish i was there with her it has been quite cold recently um and i've got to bring a jacket into the city um but you know we kind of we live and, and we learn um so now i know that it's cold now i'ma bring a jacket however uh, to fill the hole in my heart specifically that megan has left um i'm joined in the studio with one of my long-term friends long-time friends um yeah a bit, yeah, yeah. A bit. two years two years that's yeah. that's long term make it yeah um i'd love to uh introduce to the entire world my good friend jonathan how you doing hi it's me jonathan um i'm a known coward a proud fool, uh, a hater of fun, according to my co-workers, um, and, and I'm here to rock this podcast. Let's do it. I, I, I have to question your co-workers' judgment. I think you have uh, an excellent sense of fun. It's just more the fact that you go home early. Yeah, and <laughs> incredibly bitter about a lot of things. Yeah, that, that's also quite fair. The two combine, you know? Yeah, I, I think the, the lack of, the lack of um, I lost that sentence as I said it happens yeah it happens (laughs) um so for anyone out there in podcast listening land who is unsure of who jonathan is um first of all i 
I, I have no idea why you don't know about Jonathan because they're you're wonderful. Incredible. Yeah, you're actually incredible. You're amazing. You you make my life. You you make the sunrise every day. Find That's... me on SoundCloud, which I don't have. <laughs> um, you're a SoundCloud rapper. I wish. Are you kidding me? I would. Oh my god. You're you're just in it for the memes. Yes, I'll accept that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, absolutely. You're you're a walking goth shit post at this point. Yes. Yeah. With my snake earrings and oh all my black God. clothing today. You're yeah. actually yeah. You're always looking like an absolute aesthetic. Um, the snake earrings are 100 percent just everything to me right now. I just did a pose, thinking it would pick up. This is a podcast. Yeah. That's not how this it's works. It's not how this works. This is a purely audio format. Well, that's a shame. Um. So yeah. So for anyone out there in, in podcast listening land who hasn't met my good friend Jonathan um Jonathan is actually one of the reasons that this podcast started yes um it was for a uni project actually and uh I've been doing a couple of things in Brisbane I used to go to open doors quite regularly and that sort of stuff and I really wanted to do um something to do with LGBT stuff because I there's a whole bunch of untapped potential there that a lot of people just don't talk about um and we got to talking with uh Megan Nita and Beck, who's no longer on the project, unfortunately. Um, and we, we sort of came together in our class and went, yeah, let's, let's make a podcast because hmm. there's not enough of those yet. Oh, and yeah, there's, there's definitely not enough podcasts. A in shortage. The yeah. A drought. A definite, um, a definite drought. But also, like, I just like the idea of getting people to just talk about their experiences who aren't super famous, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. we're just getting everyday people from Brisbane because that's the yeah. best and it's how you know what everyday folk are doing you know yeah and I, I think there's real um potential I guess in just being able to tell an everyday story which is one of the reasons that I was like yes I'll do it yeah, absolutely. oh my god it's amazing <laughs> um like just being like we're telling small stories and they're stories that need to be heard if, if I'm being honest absolutely. Yeah. well and it's the whole thing of like it's interesting to have the perspective of oh yeah I moved to Brisbane from another country town and this is what it was like in the country town and just i don't know you don't hear that in the mainstream yeah um and plus i know a bunch of really cool interesting people who i want to hear talk about their experiences yeah like, a lot of what we a lot of like when we're finding guests it's just like i want to listen to you talk yeah y- yeah you are a cool person yeah you're a, you're a cool person i'm i'm down with whatever it is you're you're talking about here 100 yeah um you are also we we study together we study at yes. the same university um, you are a music major. I am. Yeah. Um, I did the opening music for this podcast. Yeah, just you to let did. You know the, the quality I create. Um, um, you've you've written some incredible songs <laughs> for me, and I'm really disappointed that they've never um, gone to gone to the studio. We have plans. Um, <laughs> things are moving. I I need to find a way to appropriately release Jesus and Titties. I yeah, Jesus and Titties is an incredible song. There's a context behind Jesus. Yeah. And I had I, I wanted to practice writing lyrics, and so I, I messaged Talia and go, send me a phrase, I'll write a song from it. And the first phrase I ever get is Jesus and titties. And I was like, well, that's a challenge, let's do it. <laughs> um, I, I have to stress, it was, um, it, I can't even explain the context to it without sounding kind of heretical. It wasn't good. It, it wasn't <laughs> good. I was in a show that basically, like, we, I was in this, this, um, this fight scene where I was holding these, these two people away from each other. Um, and it kind of ended up in me being like a crucifixion pose, um, kind of like, you know, hands outstretched and, um, T-posing. T-posing. And, um, because they were like trying to just kill each other, they always ended up with their face in my titties. Um, hence how we got to the phrase Jesus and titties. 
Um, it's an excellent song and I can't wait for it to be released. I want it to be my ringtone. It'll happen one day. It'll I swear. happen one day. I'll, I'll get a good MP3 for you. Yeah, you, you've actually written th- three songs based on I've bullshit got the lyrics, that I've yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. I need to do stuff with them. You really do. Um, <laughs> you've, what, uh, middle class. Everyday Bad was, I remember, one of them. Everyday which Bad. Which was very edgy. Yeah. Um, um, oh, I, know, I can't remember the third one. It's uh, on my drive was, somewhere. There was Middle Class hipster middle class hipster was which good. was very good um and then there was one that was even more sacrilegious that i can't remember but it had like a country vibe to it um so i actually have a question about like how this podcast came to be i know like we, we rephrased it we're coming back to it yeah but like when you sat down at like the first meeting for the assessment what was that conversation like like was this there's this yeah was there this awkward moment of like i'm i'm a queer i'm also a, a big a big gay. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's also this weird thing of like, I'm a six foot three broad shouldered mask person. Mm. And I always worried in like group projects of being like, no, this is what we're going to do. Mm. We're going to, you know, I'm big tough. I'm making the decision. So like it was sort of me like, uh, I don't know, we kind of vaguely connected on, on the LGBT side of things and like floated that idea. Um, I think at first we wanted to do like a, a more broader thing looking at like uh, BDSM and kink as well and that sort of stuff yeah. um, but ultimately I thought we, we decided to just sort of bring it down to queer stuff in Brisbane specifically mm. um, and it was I don't know, it was a fun process workshopping that we also v- were very bad at defining our exact goal um, which is always good for a uni project yeah. um, I still I, I still think the podcast itself is defining what it I think we 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 know what we're doing now, yeah, but we're still sort of slowly finding our feet, yeah, hundred percent, I mean, like that's the nature of things we mm. we change, I'm still figuring out, I write the show notes by the way, um, oh yeah, Jonathan writes all the show notes and episode titles and yeah. stuff, um, and like the episode titles we've just started, yeah, show notes, I've just started adding talking points because like it's <laughs> my first podcast, it's interesting to figure out how to do everything mm. and and like you know buzzwords to chuck in they'll get the the search engine optimization going you know yeah. that kind of stuff and i think like I, I was quite open about this in like the first couple of episodes like we know what we're doing in theory but also we're also like this is a very broad scope like i i don't know of anything close to what we're trying to achieve with this podcast no like the best i can see is there is the um i believe a radio thing on four triple z or something in brisbane yeah which That's- is talks about the culture yeah yeah um but Nothing that I can think of at the moment that is very much just getting in basically random people and being like, what's the deal? What's happening? What are your experiences? Yeah. And and all of the education stuff that we're hoping to do, fingers crossed, yes. um, that we're getting to, I promise I'm doing the research on the, that one. The ACRO specials already, Yeah, I think is not to sort of be like, oh, we're the best, but that was some good work. Yeah. I like to think there was some really good stuff talked about in there. Yeah. Um, and that I think that the kind of stuff like putting it in a podcast format makes it a little bit more accessible because uh, like as someone who was, I guess, uh, born and raised in discourse, um, like it's quite a big monument to kind of tackle. Absolutely. There is like, it's so scary to approach this because my biggest fear is messing any of this up. Mm. Like I try my best to uh, stay woke um, (laughs) and keep up to date with everything. And like, Oh yeah, same. And, and, be well aware of the issues people face um but it's also such a broad topic that it's very easy to to miss factors and and my biggest fear in this show is that we will mess something up like we're doing our best in our education like Mm. researching everything trying not to mess that up um but like it's it's such an omnipresent thing of like the discourse is waiting the discourse is there it's It's watching you yeah it 
It definitely is. Sharks in the water, you know? <clears throat> so the – like that particular meeting after you all sat down, you were like, oh, I really love like queer issues. Like I'm I'm maybe not LGBT, but like I'm really just like a good ally. Just, just I love being gay. I, just really loving it, you know? I'm really, I'm really yeah. just feeling it. Like do you, do you find that like now that you've moved into uni – do you feel like you're more comfortable with yourself? Like now that you've started this kind of process, what's absolutely, absolutely. this kind of podcast project? Before I went to uni, I went to a private, very Christian high school, mm. um, which like actually I make jokes about it. It was really pretty good. Mm. They, were, they had some issues, but like every high school does. Um, but very much the whole thing about uni, right, is you get to express yourself. You get to get to be who you are. And I've actually really found that. Um, like I'm pansexual. Mm. At least that's how I define myself. Um, and sexuality is fluid. Oh, uh, I usually just say queer because of the discourse around pansexuality. Yeah. Um, because there's people disagree with my definition of it. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but being able to, to just very openly talk about my boyfriend mm. and, and like explore stuff in the, the, the essays I'm writing. Yeah. So I've done, um, essays on subcultures in music because I think it's a fascinating area. Yeah. Uh, and the particular genre I looked at was queercore. So I was looking at, queer hardcore punk music oh yeah so yeah. you're getting bands like gloss which stands for girls living outside society's shit um nice. oh, it's a good band yeah. um it's very angry trans punk right like oh yeah it is extremely good and fascinating to write about mm. um and so being able given a chance to write 2000 words on that just because i feel like it yeah and hey i may get a seven for it ah, i'm not complaining you know yeah it's it, like university definitely gives you the opportunity to just be like oh um also not straight Hundred percent, and people are so welcoming for it. Yeah. I, I've had no issues with people when I've come out to them. I've had like one dude who acted a bit weird, but also it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, it just it sometimes it just do be like that, but yeah, nine yeah. times out of ten they're all kind of okay. You need mostly rules, folks. It turns out, yeah. turns out, <laughs> yeah. And like there was always this hesitance. Like when I when I started um, my degree. Um, th- I had this real hesitance about like, oh, I can't tell anyone. Like, oh my gosh, like I just have to like block it off. And then we did, um, it was actually uh, like Bowalian Theatre, which is about like bringing the audience into the space and getting the audience to actually be part of the action and come up with their own solutions. Um, and it was about coming out to an incredibly Christian mother. And I was like, oh, um, so this is how you, this is how you come out to people in my experiences. Um, and like everyone was just like, oh, okay, cool. She's, she, they're not a straight person. It's fine. Yep. Yeah, it's just, just, it's one of those ones where like, in, again, in high school, I'd mention to a high school student, oh yeah, I'm not straight. And they'd be like, whoa, mm. buddy, pal. And then you can do it at uni and they're like, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> everyone just kind of, un- unless they are, I do have a couple of like very Christian people yeah. like in my course yeah. and stuff like that. But other than that. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's going to happen. My, um, I just, I love, uh, I love attempts at acceptance. It's like, yeah, yeah. Is, it's wholesome in a way, you know? Yeah. They're like, they are trying their best. I think people like there is such a, a terrible move within the community to be like, you must be a hundred percent perfect all of the time. But the thing is like, you're allowed to fumble through things. Like yeah. people don't give, you don't have enough, Acceptance out there for just trying. Yeah. I have this with um, my mom. Mm. Um, my mom tries her best with everything. And the one that she really struggles with is um, they, them pronouns. Mm. Um, because English school education growing up, you can't use they for a single person. Um, and so she really struggles with it, but she's trying her best. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a really nice thing to see 
Yeah. Like it's it's changes are happening slowly, and it's actually very cool with especially with the gender thing. You can see changes happening in like the weirdest places. Yeah. Um, I like video games a lot, but the video game, the, the capital G gamer community, is not always the nicest group. Um, oh, really? Yeah, never I, never noticed harassing voice actors and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. But, um, unionize. Please unionize games. Please unionize. Um, but like, uh, what's it called? EA. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest game companies in the world uh, just published a, a battle royale game called Apex Legends. Mm. Free to play. And you look at that and one of the characters is just, he's, he is gay. Mm. He's a person of color, he's gay. And it's just mentioned in his backstory. It's not made a big deal of, but also it's there. Like yeah. it's not waiting to tell you for a later date or something like that. And yeah. then one of the other main characters is uh, non-binary, canonically, and uses they, them pronouns. And it's it's just like you, you will go on to go onto the subreddit for this video game and people will be making memes about the non-binary character being non-binary and people not getting non-binary things. And it's like, this is such a strange change from anything on Reddit. Yeah. And it's like representation and that sort of stuff is coming through and it's so cool to see with all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, what about like I I specifically want to ask about like the music scene because that's like are you okay to talk Yeah, 100%. About yeah, cool. Um, like, what is, like, you talked a little bit about Gloss. What's what's the, the queer scene kind of like in terms of music? Um, there's actually a lot of really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a, a great essay about it. I didn't get to finish the whole thing because I have terrible attention span. Um, but it was it was talking about the difference between the, the quote-unquote gay music scene, Oof. Um, which is like the homogenized... Mm. 80s pop music versus the queer music scene of Brisbane yep. and how the queer music scene is a lot more alternative styles and, and getting into the punks and that sort of stuff. Um, one of my favorite bands is a band called Idols. Um, oh, very good. Phenomenal oh. punk band. Phenomenal good. English punk band. Yeah. Um, but they they don't... It's not like a major part of their identity, but they slip it into their lyrics. Yeah. Um, so because they, they're very honest and open in their lyrics, you get lyrics like... Um, uh, what's it? the world's best bulimic bartend, tender, violent, and queer. Mm. And oh. then it just moves on from there. And it's this very interesting sort of, I don't know, there was the normalization of, of being queer in music can actually absolutely be seen. And yeah. it's such a cool thing of people can just be like, instead of focusing their entire band around it, which is completely valid and makes some great stuff like Gloss, um, having these political punk bands and that sort of stuff, yeah. just putting in, yeah, by the way, like yeah. men and, and, it's just part of the message. It's very cool to see. Yeah. And then like um, you once sent me, so uh, Jonathan sends me a lot of music recommendations. And the only reason I have good taste in music is because of the person sitting in front of me today. pressure on me. Um, (laughs) I had terrible taste in music before you. And now I have slightly better taste. Actually, I have incredible taste in music. Thanks to you. It's good. God bless. Um, But I remember you once sent me a song called How to Build a Girl. Yes. Um, I can't remember who it's That's a complicated one. Um, How to Build a Girl is a phenomenal folk punk song mm-hmm. um, about uh, a transgender woman living in Australia. Mm. Only issue is there have been some uncomfortable allegations against that band, the Oof. football club, yeah. um, which is just always hard to play with in the music space. It's yeah. like, well, that's that's kind of uncomfortable about that. Yeah, and there's currently like a big um, move, I think within the arts industry in general, to kind of focus on that. Yeah. Um, like there's definitely been a lot of changes regarding how rehearsals are run within the theater scene because of like recent allegations against Jeffrey Rush and stuff like of that. Course. So. And you want to look at like from a big picture perspective, if you want to look at Hollywood, right? Yeah. Kevin Spacey, mm. um, uh, Weinstein, is that his name? Weinstein. Yeah. Weinstein. Thank you. Um, like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's, 
change that's happening, the only issue is that's happening slowly with yeah. all of this thing. Um, and so the issue that I, I run into with like the football club one is that they are Facebook post allegations. Um, and so, and because yeah. it's a small Melbourne folk punk band, yeah. no one talks about it. Yeah. And so it's like, I can find one news report about it. And just to be better to be safe than sorry, I'm yeah. just going to just, just stop just, listening for a while, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, But I like, not, not to be like one of those people that like, oh, you must separate the art from the artist. I like when you sent me How to Build a Girl. Oh yeah, there's it, value in it. Yeah, it's such a, such a good song. Yeah. Uh, oh God, what are the lyrics in that one? I was out with some transgender friends having a real nice time when a bunch of cishet dickhead boys came uh, uh, came at us from behind. Yeah. And as the smell of their Lynx Africa <laughs> wafted <laughs> from every pore, I said, oh no, Toto, I'm not in transus anymore. It is so good. It's, like It's actually a very good line. <laughs> It's witty. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I, I love seeing uh, lyrics that deal with that stuff. And mm. I, actually, you can actually see it going back a while ago with like Green Day opening acts. Huh. Like back in, I want to say 90s, early 2000s, they had a band called Pansy Division opening for them. Oh. Um, Pansy Division, very gay, very gay, yeah. with such hits as, um, oh, what is it now? He, he whipped my ass in tennis, I whipped his ass in bed. Like, <laughs> Woof, okay. <laughs> sorry, if that's not cool, we can cut that out if need be. Um, but like, no, that's hilarious. That's good. That's good. Cool. Um, like they're just, that was again, a punk band mm. just being incredibly open about their sexuality. Yeah. And I think, I love punk music. It's a huge value in punk music with like being, uh, not anti-establishment, well, okay, obviously anti-establishment, but also being kind of controversial in those statements. Yeah. And like in the nineties, being that openly gay and that openly like, yeah. yeah, this is what I do fam. Like that's amazing. Yeah. I, I think, and it's really amazing when you see people just being out there. Like I was reading an article a while back about like how like the further back you go, the worse it gets. And so all of these people like, like we have come so far, but it's still kind of bad. Yes. And then like you consider like in some circles how bad it is. And then you just keep like, you go back and you see it getting worse. And like you see these people just being on stage being like, we're doing music things and also, we get it. yeah. <laughs> like it's it's actually really fascinating to look at historically because um sorry this is a big music rant go, go, go. there's a a everyone should know this band Judas Priest one of the biggest heavy metal bands full stop yeah. they're they're incredible um Rob Halford is gay oh. and he was not out for the longest time but he was on stage in very tight leather and like studs and chains and all that sort of stuff and there's a whole bunch of you know like kind of toxic metalheads being like, yeah, this is the manliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, good Lord. Um, and then to have Rob Halford come out and be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm gay, by the way. And this is like part of me dealing with my sexuality and that sort of stuff and just being very open about it. Yeah. Really cool. Also, Judas Priest did a fantastic album everyone should go listen to. I want to say 2018, 2017. Okay. Just like having a oh, 60-year-old dude, 70-year-old dude rocking a heavy metal band. Yeah, it's impressive. Nice. Yeah, it rules. All right. Can I ask about your music? Yes. Question mark? 100%. Like, uh, I'm very much figuring out what I'm doing with my music. Yeah. Um, we, we always joke about what your first... My first album's going to be? What your first album's going to be. I think at one point it was going to be an Eldritch Lullaby album. Eldritch Lullaby is not a bad idea. Yeah. I was also thinking, like, Polka Funk. Oh, yeah, you were. Polka Funk would be pretty good. Um, polka Punk as well, yeah. I think. You um, recently bought... I no. A, I borrowed an accordion. You borrowed an accordion. You it, recently bought a harmonica. I did buy a harmonica. Um, I really want to buy you like a keyring harmonica. Yeah, please do. Um, buy me a lot of harmonicas. Yeah, you always come with like the weirdest instruments. Being I have like, cracked out melodicas before, oh. which is a terrible instrument. 
It's only belongs in the classroom. And yet here I am playing Jason Derulo on it. <laughs> and we are number one. I figured that out on ah, it as well. Good, good yeah. job. Yeah. I'm a talented person. You, you, know? you really are. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, like with my own music, I, I'm very much, I want to experiment more. Mm. Um, lyric writing turns out very hard. And so like, I'm trying to do lyrics about my own personal experience. Mm. Um, like with anxiety yeah. and sexuality and that sort of stuff. It's very hard not to do Like it's very hard to do it without being cheesy. Yeah. And that's my biggest worry about being like, well, hey, here's my emotions. Yeah. Mm, Got to figure that out. And then adding a polka, uh, adding an accordion doesn't help that situation. And the polka, definitely the polka. I mean, emotional polka. I think. <laughs> you've never wanted to hear emo polka. I I've think that's never. No, I've actually, no, now you've said it. Yeah. Yeah. Emo polka is something. Catch me doing welcome to the black parade on an accordion. It's an exciting time. Um, yeah, I think I think the the difficulty with, and this is coming from like a theatre perspective um, and like a general arts kind of perspective, of is that like um, like definitely there's two ways of, of doing like queer art. It's like you're either everything's about the queer or like it kind of is just slightly touched on. Both are incredibly valid. Yes, but it's also you can get to a point where it gets really cheesy and it gets overdone it's 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 a big thing i worry about because mm. like there's always the thing used against queer people which is you don't have to be so gay right like you don't have to be so open about it right Oof. um and so i i i don't want to give them fuel for that fire yeah it's not what i desire and so i i <laughs> want to be very careful with how i handle yeah. sexuality in in my work yeah. um and so it's it's very much I want to play around with genre. I want to play around with lyric writing. I want to do folk punk at some point because that's just the best. Yeah, folk punk's so good. Um, and for folk punk, for those who don't know, is angry folk music, and I think that's just beautiful. Yeah, um, they've got like like acoustic guitars and they're just yelling. Acoustic guitars, very quick strumming. Yeah, and a double bass usually. Yeah. Um, I want do I want to see one that had a washboard, and that's always nice, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, but like it, it, I. I think experimenting is where I'm at. Mm. Bring me back on when I've made more music. Yeah. And I'll be here to be like, check out my SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube channel, Bandcamp. Um, and I've made a game, apparently. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Like, Question mark. Yeah. Who um, knows what's happening with yeah. me? Yeah. But like, you, you're doing amazing stuff already. Like, Bless. yeah. Um, not not to just promote my, my friends here, but um, you, you've done, you did stuff at CreateX last year. Um, yes, I did a speech. Yeah, you did a speech. Yeah. And, God, it was good to listen to the first two minutes of it. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, you, uh, what was it about? It was. It was about um, marketing towards niches in the in yep. the music industry. Yeah. Um, and I got blown up on stage when I brought out stats, and then like the keynote speaker brought up more up to date stats than mine. I'm like, oh, oh, that Oof. hurt. Oh, <laughs> alrighty um, then. It was a good time though. It was actually very interesting to do. Um, yeah. It turns out music industry is wild to look into. Yeah, I. I'm so glad that I have you to just kind of be like also music yeah. because uh, it's one of those scenes. Um, and I, I think like, this is something that I'd love to do um, in the future. The, the music scene in Brisbane, it's one of those things where like you tentatively approach it. Like you kind of dip your toe in the water cause you're not quite sure what you're doing with where it. Where do you start? Yeah. Where, where do you start? I, is know, the thing. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. Um, I like, I've been to a couple of places um, and they're nice, but it's also like, I just, I, how do you get in with the crowd? How do you get in with the crowd? Um, I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. When, when I stop playing, I'll let you know, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll, I'll get there. It, it's kind of, I think that's kind of like any art scene 
in Brisbane. Hundred percent. Yeah, you just gotta know where you're looking more than anything. Yeah. Or you need someone to help you get in. You need that that one friend who's like, oh, you go to every concert, huh? You can just sort of figure this out. Yeah, I I know what your taste in music is. Um, please just take me, um, and and we'll we'll go and have fun. Are the people nice? I am afraid of people. Yeah, music concerts are also like that. It depends on the vibe that you want at the concert yeah. as well. Like I, I went to the Greaser last night and it's just like this really like like people just stand yeah. at the back and I'm like, no, I want to I wanna dance. You want to dance? I Go to the dance. bright side. Get in the mosh pit. Oh. Get dehydrated. Yes, that is exactly where I want to be. <laughs> so I know I went to go see Idols, that band at the bright yeah. side, and it was the nicest crowd I've ever been in. Right. There was one dude who like came to the side drenched in sweat. Mm. I'm like, are you okay, man? You look, you look a bit tired. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And really honestly, just went, you going okay? Oh. Like, oh, this is this is very nice. And he came back later and I had a bottle of water because they were passing out bottles of water. I handed it to him. He just downed the whole thing, gave me a big slap on the back and went, thank you. And hugged and walked back into the mosh pit. What a beautiful person. It was really good. And, and then when I had to leave, because like I was getting dehydrated. Yes. Um, the bright side is quite a small venue. It is. It was 400 people in there. Oh lord! Yeah, it was packed. Um, yeah, but like the just people were parting out of the way. Yeah, and and I know like that's not a usual vibe you get mm. from like some concerts. It was just nice to have good audience. It happens. Good audiences exist. People are nice. Who Oca- knew? Occasionally, yeah, it's wild. Things, things just happen that are nice. Yeah, I, as you know, as the show notes runner, um, at the end of every episode, we always do a um, a little advice moment. Yes. So. If there was ever um, something that you wanted to tell young queer people or a younger version of yourself, what do you reckon it would be? I'm going to stick with my music theme because mm-hmm. I, I, I think music is a really beautiful thing and it's really good. For, you, you've really good b- for, built up a persona here. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm the music nerd. Yeah. Um, I'm pretentious about it as well. It's great. Um, no, I, I think it's very much worth finding. See if you can find music that speaks to your identity. Because there is a number of musicians out there that you can find, especially through like Twitter, um, who are queer, non-binary, trans, like all shades of the, uh, of the LGBT community, mm. um, who are making music and talking about their experiences. And sometimes you just need to know that there is someone like you out there. Yeah. And so being able to have that music sitting there for you and just welcoming you back is a really good thing to have. Yeah, it, it's... Uh it helps create an internal sense of community. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you can't get out to the community. Um, mm. Sometimes you can't make it to the the nightclubs, which are terrifying. You can't make it to the yeah. picnics that people do, that sort of stuff, you yeah. know? Um, but being able to have like that song that you come back to and is, is very relaxing and, and I don't know, makes you feel good yeah. and makes you feel accepted. Yeah. I think it's a very important thing to do. Yeah. And also to validate some folks out there if you are thinking about doing like creative stuff and mm. talking about your identity and that creativity and all that sort of stuff, just please do it. Mm. It's worth it. Put it on SoundCloud. I make jokes about SoundCloud. Put it on SoundCloud because yeah. it's nice to have it out there. Yeah. And and you know what? Someone might find it one day and someone might find some degree of, of hope from it and just, yeah, hell yeah. Do that creative thing. Do that thing project you've been planning for three years and never had the courage to do because you're worried, what if it goes wrong? Personal call out. Yeah, like, I'm calling myself out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's like just... You always get really terrified. Like as a creative, you always get really terrified about like just putting stuff out there. But one of the best things you can do as a creative is getting over that. Yeah, my biggest fear is what if I don't do the thing I want to do justice? What if I don't yeah. give it the sort of the the the, the 
talent that it takes. And it's like, well, you're never going to learn if you don't try. Yeah. Um, and I need to realize that. Mm. That's not an easy thing to realize. Yeah. And a lot of like, again, from a theater perspective, a lot of you refining what your work is actually about is putting it out there. Yeah, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, you learn from actually doing the thing. Exactly. You learn from praxis, everyone. Weird. Weird how it works Weird how it be like that. Um, yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast Thank today. you for letting me talk about all sorts of rubbish. Who it's, knows what came out of my mouth. We're, we're here for the, the good chill vibes yeah. and that is exactly what you are and I'm glad to have you. So glad that's my, my aesthetic now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, continue to do all the wonderful work that you do every Always. time we read the show notes now we'll think of your beautiful beautiful dulcet tones i love it this is good um yeah everyone out there in podcast listening land um i would like you all to know that you're beautiful and you're stunning and you're valid and i hope that you are taking care of yourself and remember to get enough sleep because sleep is important love you all we love you all have a lovely day bye Hi, my name's Buck. I'm accompanied by... The Professor. And Mr. DJ Fly High. Together we call ourselves Nerds Amalgamated. We bring to you a podcast called Top Shelf Nerds, which is a show about nerd news, brought to you by nerds, for nerds, about nerds. Come and give us a listen, give us a like, give us an insult. We love it all. Hope to hear from you soon. 